0: I'm David Suchet, and here's an hour of noises made by
1: tightrope walkers. Welcome to Catch a No-No, the Wasn't the
2: eighty Shit podcast.
1: This is episode 23 of The Bully Show, by bullies for bullies. This week we're talking about the best technique for dunking heads in toilets. That's how I wash.
3: Oh, swimming. I think it's um, it should be illegal. I think it's sort of disgusting to, to do that, to be in water at all, let alone put your head under. It can get into everywhere, water. I rub myself down with smoke. That's how I wash.
4: A clip there from Tuesday's episode of what I talk about when I talk about running a bath. Hello, And welcome to the Soundheap Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the best podcasts from Soundheap Inc, which is a company which makes podcasts and that's what it does. I'm John Luke Roberts, CEO and fun captain of Soundheap Inc, here to guide you through this week's selection from our library of 943 shows. First up, here's a taster from Saul Gravy, where food writers Mackenzie Loton and Trevor Using guide us through the exciting world of craft gravies. In this week's episode, they taste Meat the latest offering from East London gravy startup Metal Hoof. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. Now it's very um, so what we're doing here, um, we're making sure to, to really whip <clears throat> this. Like, you, you suck it up, so you oxygenate the gravy while you're drinking. And get that.
3: A lot of people, uh, just uh, not to go too off topic, a lot of people are saying when you're drinking gravy, you're going to get indigestion. Go, run with the indigestion. Embrace it. It's part of the experience.
4: It's part you of know, it. I'm feeling it. The French, uh, for years, they've, they've given a special word for it, um, which roughly translates as, uh, like, stomach fun.
3: I have gotta say, I had some doubts,
4: right? Because
3: you know, it's got a lot of bits in, and I'm not mm. someone who would have orange juice with mm. bits.
4: Right, you're I, a smooth, I think that's you're sick, sm- smooth juicer.
3: Smooth juicer, but mm. it's really, it's really quite upsetting. How wonderful, one? <sighs> yeah, it's hot. It's boiling. Mm. It's very it's hot. Burning the throat. Hot straight it's from the can. Straight from the can. It's got a little bit. It tastes a bit like a. Like a like a like a Costa, uh,
4: oh. the Christmas themed. Um, oh, you mean like sort of pumpkin spice or that kind oh, of thing? Oh, that's it—the pumpkin right.
3: spice kind of thing.
4: So, marks out of ten. Then, uh, first on the taste. The taste, I'd go a solid six. Uh, texture. Texture,
3: I'd give that a two. Aroma. Aroma, that's fantastic. That's an eight. Mouthfeel. Mouthfeel is always a tricky one because how does my mouth feel because I've had a lot of gravy today and mm-hmm. it's already mm-hmm. quite numb from the burning mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> uh, it. I woke up with a bisto and now look at me having on the on your podcast and uh, I give that a solid 5. Any stomach fun? Stomach fun uh as men- as as a foreb- before mentioned indigestion burning mm-hmm. straight mm-hmm. down to the stomach
4: hurts uh, cramping. Hurts cramping oh, really great and overall marks out of 10 like everything uh, taken the whole uh a strong four strong four great i think i'd um for me taste uh nine texture eight uh mouthfeel uh claggy aroma six and overall i'd give it a, i'd give it 10 out of 10 i think
3: oh wow uh not only a generous man.
4: And but also Gravy Review, incredibly generous well, boy. Well, you know, I, I I know it's hard for these breweries at the moment, especially, you know, when I go around, um, you know, uh, knocking them too much, they're, I'm yeah. like, they're pioneers and we've got to get behind them, otherwise... Look, absolutely,
3: we- I gave, look, I loved a gravy last week uh-huh. from uh, Italy. Yes. I gave that a three in the Observer and it was one of the best things I've ever flipping tasted. <laughs>
4: And a reminder that, all being well, the Saul Gravy Boys will be recording a live episode as part of Manchester's biennial food rave in September. One of our most enduring shows is Then, 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 And Now, which covers history, old and new. Here's associate producer of Then, 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 And Now, Jen Clust, to give you a sneak.
5: Hi. I'm Jen Clust, associate producer on then, 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 and now. In this week's episode, we ask the question, what's it like when things go wrong? It all started when I got an email asking if I've heard of the long-running television show, This Is Your Life.
1: Uh, It's a show where, uh, essentially, Michael Aspel would uh, jump out at the hapless celebrities and present them with a red book saying this is your life he'd then drag them back uh, sometimes against their will to the uh, to the studio where all their friends and family would be and then uh, he would proceed to tell the story of that person's life and there would be special guest appearances where they would come out and say hello and, and then they'd sit down and then there'd be a big sort of moment at the end where they'd all stand up and, and walk towards the camera and it was very moving it was a very beautiful show i don't know why they didn't continue making it
5: You're listening to the voice of Dr. Gregory Slitt, a historian with a special interest in televisual mistakes. He came to us with a fascinating story about an episode where veteran comic actor Ronnie Corbett, well, I'll let him describe it.
1: Ronnie Corbett, uh, when he was brought out on This Is Your Life, his... uh... Michael Aspel, uh, unfortunately, picked up the wrong red book. That's the, that's the hazard of having so many books that are the same. They're all those red, this is your life books. And uh, brought out the wrong person. Ronnie, Ronnie was always a professional. He was always somebody who would do what was the right thing for the show. He was also terrified of Michael Aspel. So when he realised that he was actually receiving the life details of Sheena Easton, he, he was too scared to, to, to correct him. I mean, you, you wouldn't. I mean, he didn't recognize anybody there. They were Sheena Easton's friends and family. So it was a very difficult time for him, but he carried on because he knew that fundamentally the British public deserved so much more.
5: It sounds like a disaster, but Mr. Slit tells that at the time, the mistake went Almost entirely unnoticed.
1: Of course, it was a time before social media could uh, alert anybody to the problem. The producers there, as we know at that time, a lot of the time were, were um, drunk. So they didn't know. And, and so they just carried on. They thought this was all fine. People seemed to be laughing and smiling. I think a lot of Sheena Easton's friends and family were having a lovely time. They were coming out uh, one by one, greeting Ronnie as though he was Sheena. And, and and so the show went on. You know, from the outside, you'd just think, wow, Ronnie Corbett had a lot of a lot of friends who were in um, Pants People.
5: But what did Sheena Easton make of this?
1: She didn't know about it until several months afterwards when a lot of her friends said, we went, you know, we went to do This Is Your Life, but we were surprised when you, you looked so much like Ronnie Corbett. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and they said, we were there. What, what do you mean? We were there for This Is Your Life. She had no idea the whole thing had taken place. She was actually delighted because um, the thing with Sheena is she's always hated um, she's always always hated uh, Michael Aspel.
5: So tune into this week's episode. That's not my life. If you do, you'll find out Ronnie Corbett is just the tip of the TV mistake iceberg.
1: My favourite one is that um, the coronation was uh, actually filmed on the moon.
4: Thanks, Jen, for taking the time. You're listening to Soundheap. Soundheap. A lot more than two podcasts. If you love hearing people you don't know apologise to people you've never met about things you weren't aware of, then Sozcast is the podcast for you.
0: Here's a listen.
1: I'm sorry I said I could rap and then ruined your
6: hip-hop night. Sorry for licking every piece of lettuce
4: in your salad. Well, I am sorry that I used the phrase she goes like the clappers during the National Minute Silence of the Fallen. I'm sorry I bought you 1 to 12 scale items for your 1 to 76.5 scale model train set. You're right, those loaves of bread are nearly as big as the trees. Hey, Derek, sorry I trivialised your pain.
1: I'm sorry I got you thrown out of the magic circle.
4: I'm sorry I got everyone to sing happy birthday to me at your birthday party.
2: I'm sorry I sounded sarcastic when I said sorry.
0: I'm sorry I fibbed about being a wizard.
5: I'm sorry if you thought this was something it wasn't. i told you that everybody dies someday i'm sorry i fed your hamster to a lion it was overkill i could have just fed it to a cat
1: i'm sorry i said bum on this podcast sorry i ate your plums
4: This week, we're very excited to welcome a new improvised comedy podcast to the network. It's called I'm a Badger, My Friend's a Sock. And in it, hosts Del Gander and Moop Chaplin pretend to be a Badger and a Sock. (laughs) But they aren't. (laughs) They're not. They're just people. (laughs) Sock? Yes, Mr. Badger!
0: Oh, lovely to be here with my good friend, The Sock. What are we going to do today, my dear fellow?
2: I thought I might find a pair
0: of socks for me to wear. Oh, but socks cannot wear socks. You'll be wearing yourself.
4: If, but my feet are cold. Oh,
0: I think what's going to have to happen is I'm going to have to make a pair of tiny socks small enough for you to put on your feet. And that's going to be rather difficult for a badger to do.
4: Yes, but, and... Yes and yes yeah, yeah, and yeah, when yeah, you yeah. make the socks, I yeah. will help you so.
0: <laughs> yes yeah that's really dropping me in it but I've yes. gotta, oh, I gotta, gotta improv my way out of this one <laughs> This is ridiculous. This is the oh, no. craziest Wait. episode we've ever
4: done. I know. Oh, I've just got a call from um, the uh, the mayor. The oh. mayor wants you to give a reading of oh. a rousing speech right now. How, 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 I, how am I going to do
0: that? Thanks for dropping me right in this <laughs> sock. Okay, here we go. I'm going to give a rousing speech. Here we go. Oh. Uh, Hello everyone <laughs> Hello, my, hello. My, my feet are so cold though I need my oh, socks I'm sewing Well done on winning the award everybody <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity Mr Mayor. <laughs> um, okay okay um so sewing, so and so in here here are your socks. Oh thank you for my socks Uh and then we 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 gotta like build 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 to like a big a big finale. What? 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 What are we? What are we going to do? Uh, um, you put you put, my you put the socks but on. The socks are my children. Put uh, the socks on. my children. Yep.
4: Okay. Um, happy baby,
0: happy babies. Yay! Right. Congratulations on Yay. your baby.
4: You may not know that Moop Chaplin, the genius behind Badger, is one of the co-founders of Chicago's Maker Uppers Improv Theatre. It's a fantastic venue and an exciting business model. Performers pay per laugh they get. I believe they're preparing to open yet another theatre, Maker Uppers East, which will be their sixth theatre in total and their second in Dubai. Why not follow us on Twitter at Soundheaping and tell us how much you love our podcasts? We'll be back after this. Well, I wanted to wear it for a party,
3: but, uh, well, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a little bit too long. So I was wondering what your returns policy was, because I, I, I haven't really, I haven't worn it, and um, I, I do still have the receipt, and it's seven
4: days uh, ago. So, you know, w- would that be problematic? A clip there from Gordon Brown returns a gown. We know you're busy, and we know you've got two ears, so we know that sometimes you listen to two different podcasts at the same time. Don't worry, we here at Soundheap aren't angry with you. In fact, we want to help. We're releasing several of our podcasts in unique stereo pairings, so you can play two different Excellent sound. heap shows simultaneously through your two different earpieces. Currently available are Tears for Queers, our melancholy '80s-themed LGBTQI plus pod, bundled with Nobilix, more like the podcast that dares to ask why does Asterix hang out with that guy? And Celery Fanpod, Celery Brait, bundled with Steve's Talk Steves, the podcast where Steves talk Steves. Download them on Spavacle, Tuneboy, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And Depending on uptake, we'll be adding more in the coming weeks, months, or whatever unit of time you like to measure things with. There was Johnny, who bought two apples and got three coins in change, and Felipe, who got his socks out of the drawer in the dark. We all remember the puzzles. But what of the people behind the puzzles? In Finding Sujit, journalist Frankly Lee Sabo tracks down the names behind the textbook maths problems and lets them tell their stories. We all know the story, we all know the problem. Um, at 10am, train A uh, left the station and an hour later, train B left the same station on a parallel track. If train A, which of course, Rachel, you were driving traveled at a constant speed of 60 miles per hour and train B at 80 miles per hour, then at what time did train B pass train A? Rachel, it's a real honor to meet you. Thank you.
2: Well,
6: no, thank you. I'd I first of all like to thank you for finding me. Um, sometimes yeah. when you when you do these things in, yeah. in your life, you you drive a train and you become yeah. part of a maths problem that educates yeah. children for generations. Mm-hmm. You don't get the thanks for it.
4: No, there, and- are,
6: there are architects that exist mm. because they understand the point at which train B driven by Denise. Okay, he was never as good as me in train school, by the way. But she got to drive the high school train, the high speed train. I should I should correct myself because you know that I, I should correct myself because I said the wrong thing. Um, there yeah. but yeah Denise got to got to drive the high speed train um, and she mm. wasn't good enough in train school I was better than her but do you know why do you know why she got to to drive the high speed train do you know why
4: I don't know no
6: slept her way to the top of British Rail I'm telling you I'm telling you man They, they she, everyone's ridden Denise mm. look I'm pleased like I said that I've been part of generations of children's education like I'm mm-hmm. so, I see doctors and I say by the way you're a doctor because of me and when mm-hmm. they say how is that the case and I explain that I'm the Rachel Pitt of train A do you mm-hmm. know what they do do you know what they do I don't know they say that's amazing how they many times a day amazing. does someone yeah. say to you that's amazing how many times has, this, has someone said it to you today I mean I've said it to you but not because you are amazing because I'm just retelling re- a story of my life experience
4: do you still drive trains
6: not in real life not in real life anymore um, something sadly.
4: happened do you, know, it, do you know the trains Rachel?
6: that I drive um, I mean I drive them really well but you know when you go to the supermarket and you see those little trains and you put 50p in and the train just goes back and forth I drive yeah. that now um, I drive those trains
2: <clears throat>
6: now I can afford to the little kiddies can't but I can What's,
4: do you mind Rachel if I ask you what, the, what is the little song that those trains play
6: well, um, you... bizarrely, my little one sings Wheels on the Bus. It's a bloody train. You get, you put your money in and you get into a train and what do you hear? The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. It's mm. a train.
4: It feels like there's a sense of personal insult to you that the train should be singing a bus song.
6: Well, if... Let's be real, Of the hierarchy of public transport drivers is, is laid out, you know, mm-hmm. from top to bottom, the top is probably, let's be real, pilot. I'm not an idiot. I'm humble. A pilot's better than a train driver. Beneath a pilot, train driver. Okay. Beneath a train driver, bus driver.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: That's it. No one wants to be a bus driver. Do you know, bus driving, that's one of the few things you can do if you get out of jail.
4: You're listening to Sound Heap. We'll only say boop boop, never goodbye. What are your favourite films? My favourite films are Little Shop of Horrors and Home Alone because they're fun, and Carol because I think liking it reflects well on my character. If you ask Pierre Medallion what his favourite film is, he'll say Disney Pixar's Ratatouille. He likes it so much that he started a podcast called Ratatouille, in which he invites guests to join him and discuss what a sequel to Disney Pixar's Ratatouille might look like.
7: So good. They wanted more.
1: What
4: is your favourite moment from the film Ratatouille?
7: Oh, uh, for me, it has to be the mouse or or rat. Um, it is a rat, yes. Yes, uh, the rat in the hat is uh, what I always, what I always. That's what I used to call the film. with my with my father and his father before him, ra- rat in a hat. He'd say, "Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the film." He'd say. Well, "It's not the name." <laughs> no, no it's, it's not the no, name. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not the name of the film. But uh, no, it's uh, it's okay. And uh, it's my favorite is um, probably uh, probably all the moments inside the hat where we really get to see the machinations of uh, of the mouse or, or ah, the yes, rat. Yes, you yes. know,
4: it's funny because when you say uh, rat in a hat, I visualize. Mm. a rat-sized hat that the 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 rat is wearing ah,
7: this is a mistake
4: many people make
7: <laughs> this uh, this i i understand and this is maybe the imagery we have to fight against because uh part of the humor of the uh of the film is is down to the hat being of the size of a mouse or rat you
4: know <laughs> yes yeah. well, it is, I, I, you you a couple of times you have said mouse mm. I, it is a rat Mm. Uh, we need to be well, you that. know,
7: but uh, they are sort of the same, aren't they? I mean, you no, know, no, to... they
4: are not, there's, it is not just the, the scale, they are entirely different species. Well,
7: well, earlier on, rats were just called double mice.
4: You know, we can, I, I do not want to get anachronistic about this, but you okay, know, yeah. earlier on, we called them double mice. We do not call them double mice now. And uh, more to the mm, point, mm. we do not call them mice.
7: Okay, well, I will, I will follow your rules for today. As, I, uh, I
4: don't want to make a big thing out of it. No, no, just, it's,
7: it's, just, a, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay.
4: Well, I, I feel it is such a beautiful film to rehabilitate the rat. The mm. mouse does not need rehabilitation. No. Uh, but people's no. uh, reaction to rats is often, uh, you know... Wow, get out, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that is what they shout at the rat. And with a mouse, it is more like a, please leave. Yes,
7: get out of here!
4: But let us move on to the main point of this mm. podcast. It is called Rata Three because Ratatouille. we talk about uh, what we think should happen in a sequel to Rata Two. <laughs> Have you spent much time thinking about a sequel to Rata Two?
7: Well, I did an early draft of um, uh, of a sort of sequel many oh, many moons ago with my father and uh, his father. before him, we uh, uh, and we thought maybe it was time to put. Uh, the rat more in the spotlight and we thought maybe mm-hmm. we would get this rat a very big hat uh, into which the man could reside to help the rat with a more, you know, sort of, uh, uh, one of his more rat-based problems. Um, ah, I see, of- so
4: you would reverse, the? you would have the rat with a very, very big hat on and yes, inside his hat.
7: Secretly inside it, yes, yes. On his head. Yes, I think maybe the rat is going through some kind of divorce Right. Proceeding or something like that, something where you may need the help of a sad man uh, mm-hmm. to sort of guide you through, pull your ears, and tell you you know which way to go and uh, how to uh, you know how to walk away with uh, at least some of your things after the divorce. So, um, so I think big hat. Big man inside the hat, and at this time it is time It is time for the large mouse to shine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know that know. That. Yes. It does not have to necessarily be so sad, no one has to technically be being left. The rat does not have to be going through a divorce, but uh, no,
4: no, I, I do not object to that. I think okay,
7: okay, 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 you know, okay.
4: Why not? Why not? Who would I mean? It is hard to keep a, a marriage going while you are running a successful restaurant, as yes, uh, Remy is.
7: Mm, and he's living in a hat as far as I remember uh, so well right, that, that can't be easy on the marriage I mean the the rest of the family living in the upper portion of the hat uh, having uh, uh, to sort of deal with the heat uh, the is. shouting the cursing right. I think maybe that is what led to the problems in the first place if I'm honest maybe
4: he did need a bigger hat right I see mm. I, I, I remember in many ways by the end of the film he had escaped from the hat but uh
3: but I, I, I can, I get your, mm. uh, I
4: understand. It must put a strain on a relationship.
7: Yes, um, it does. It is. Uh, I speak from experience when I say, uh, it really does.
4: Ah, uh, so you have had a divorce.
7: Ah, uh, yes, and I have lived in a, a, a hat that, I wish had been larger.
4: Now, some news about a brand new show coming to the network. It's an absolute honour and a privilege to welcome Deborah Francis-White to the Soundheap family for her brand new podcast.
6: I, uh, I fed my neighbour's birthday cake to his dog. No motivation. I was just bored. Um, I... Uh, I punched a man he didn't look like a feminist. I burnt down a waitrose accidentally, and I, I, I told the police that it was somebody else, but I was pretty sure that they'd, they'd also done arson and got away with it, so I, I'm not sure about that, though. I'm sweating just talking about this, to be honest with
4: you. That's The Guiltier Feminist with Deborah Francis-White. First episode, dropping next week. That just about brings us to the end of this week's Taste Pod. Just time for today's Punch Out, and it's a clip from a brand new podcast, Aggressive Compliments Shouted at a Cat.
2: Yes, you like being stroked, don't you? Oh, I like stroking you. You're really soft and warm. What a loud purr you've got. That's a great...
4: Outy was presented by me John Luke Roberts and featured Alexis Dubas, Athena Kublenu Bilal Zafar, Deborah Francis White, Eleanor Morton Ellis James, Gareth Gwynn, Johnny Donohoe Josie Long, Jos Norris Catherine Parkinson Kieran Hodgson, Margaret Cavon Smith, Paddy Jervers, River Hall, Ruth Bratt, Tom Tuck Tom Allen and Tom Neenan the original music was by Paddy Jervis and Rob Sell at Torch and Compass. And the producer was Ed Morris. Soundheap is a LED mojo production for Audi. Boop boop.
7: What is the tagline
4: for the movie?
7: Um, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. This I have not uh, I have not thought about, so I find the tagline. <laughs> okay. I so it's Rata
4: 3E and the tagline
7: is Is Stop stop, uh, stop calling me double double mouse. No, no, uh, me, uh... Rata 3, the
4: tagline is...
7: uh, Get the milliner! No, 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 this is terrible. No, hang on, um... um, We'll try, uh, the
4: third time is always lucky. Rata 3, the tagline is...
0: Ah, that's a big hat!